welcome to the Polygon Show. I am your host, Ashley O. This week, it is my show, my dictatorship and country called Ashley Land. And I, as a dictator, have co-hosts and my co-host dictators. Are we are we co-dictators? Okay. You will not speak unless spoken to, co-dictator. Hmm. What is your name? My name is Chelsea Stark. Hello, Chelsea. And I'm afraid. You should be. Yes, yes, yes. And who is this on my diagonal? <laughs> no um, laughing! I am Allegra. I'm very excited to be a co-dictator. Oh, thank you. Wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful. Before we get into my lovely, lovely show format that has to not deal with fire and blood and dragons. <laughs> Actually, we are not talking about Game of Thrones this week. I'm just going to say it. Uh, not because we don't like it. <laughs> we will talk about it, but just not this week. So if you were hoping for or dreading a Game of Thrones episode, now you know. But before we begin, I have to say that... PodX tickets are on sale. If you don't know already, we're going to be in Nashville for PodX. Tickets are on sale at podx.com slash TPS. That's like the plural of toilet paper. If you text your roommate, say, I need some TPS. Is it the show? Is it the podcast? Who can say? Who can say? I don't know. But anyway, that's just an announcement. So if y'all are in Nashville or around there, please... Think about it. Think about it. We won't be giving out toilet paper, though. Okay. Opening the show, my show, of course. I have to say that I tried the Mr. Mime flavor slushy at 7-Eleven after being alerted to it by Twitter.com. And the Mr. Mime, which, by the way, I think across multiple 7-Elevens it says this at least in maybe mine but you know they'll have the different slushy flavors this was only one and it was kind of like a reddish color so I was like it's probably cherry Wait, but underneath Mr. Yes. Mime's slushy isn't green like his hair that's the Joker you're thinking of <laughs> but Mr. Mime's joke. hair is you are thinking teal. of Jared Leto <laughs> he is an actor he is not a Pokemon no M- now as I was saying, Mr. Mime <laughs> flavor in 7-Eleven. It also said unintentional to the, the Pokemon company. It said flavor number two. I don't know what that means. Thought Ooh. I would include that it's flavor number two at my local Greenpoint 7-Eleven. I love that 7-Eleven. So, uh, I tried it in, a, in the smallest size possible because I was like, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to hork down. <laughs> an entire slushy. I don't know how it tastes. And the fi- the fact that they said Mr. Mime, like mystery flavor. So to me, I was wondering if this is like the dum-dum situation where, you know, it was always like clear or whatever and it would just be a mystery flavor. So I thought it would kind of be like that, but turns out I-, I don't think it is. I have a question first before we get into your flavor thoughts. Yes, please. Do you like slushies? I do. Okay, I That's very, important. I very. What is much your favorite do. slushy flavor? Blue raspberry. Good choice. 
Oh, I love blue flavors. Um, oh, man. Do I have permission to speak? Yes. Allegra, <laughs> my co-dictator, please. That's why I was silent, because I wasn't sure if I was allowed. And then Chelsea kept doing it, and I was afraid that she'd get reprimanded. Um, so what color did you say it was? Red? Yeah, it was like a reddish but color. I'm looking so... at Mr. Mime photo, and his hair is green. It is teal. It is... He doesn't have hair. Chelsea, you're thinking of Jared Leto from the Suicide Squad movies. He's not. He's an actor, Chelsea. So he what is, is the stuff human. that's on the pointy parts of his head? I don't think that's relevant to the slushy, Chelsea. <laughs> the slushy. All right, let me tell you about my experience. So I, I haven't had a, a Slurpee from 7-Eleven in quite some time. Like, probably not since, like middle of college or something right mm-hmm. so you know I, I thought that or I expected it to be the consistency of like a, a an icy that's like super frozen so there's still kind of like a solid no there wasn't this was like straight down the middle if anything it was kind of soupy it Ooh. sort of had the solid thing but not really I didn't get a fun swirl not like the fun thing I was picturing oh. in my head no none of that so I took it I got a offensively large blue straw used it to drink a Slurpee one foot away from my mouth. This Slurpee first, uh, when I uh, took a sip, uh, the first word that came, or words that came to mind were herbal essences. No. As in the shampoo. And then second was Garnier fruit tea. Now this is not because it tasted soapy. I'm weird in that I said it herbal essences in a good way. Um, It did not taste like cherry as I thought it would, okay? Um, Have you ever had the Skittles, like the the berry Skittles or the tropical Skittles before? Yeah. Mm, yeah. Okay, do you know the kind of like salmon color, like the pink one? I think that's strawberry. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yes. It's that. It's that flavor. It took me a long time. But basically, what what it is, is that I think there's a berry of, like, a berry base. If somebody took all of the, the syrups they used for all the berry Skittles, and they put them together in, like, a vat, and then they made a Slurpee out of it, that's what it is. It tastes just like the berry Skittles. But at first, because I couldn't place it, I was like, oh, I don't know if I like this. I don't know what the hell this is. So you had to you had to know the flavor before you liked the flavor. As soon as I identified the, the flavor, I was like, yes. Actually, I like this very much. So did you, would you have rather had a cherry or you prefer what you ended up with? You know what? I think that's, I, that's exactly what I was thinking, Allegra. Mm-hmm. Thank you for bringing that up. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. I'll put that in my autobiography. <laughs> I thought, wait, what was the question? <laughs> I believe Allegra asked. Oh my god! You. <laughs> what I've never ask? felt so torn. Um, <laughs> I feel hurt. So I asked if you would have preferred a cherry oh, over a berry. I, I, so I thought that this was weird on its own. And first, I was like, I don't think I would prefer this. But the fact that it is the Mister Mime flavor, and it is different. So I think that it's good that it's different. Mm-hmm. In a way, mm-hmm. otherwise it wouldn't be Mr. Mime flavor. Yes. What What do you think is about all the berry flavors from Skittles that is associated with Mr. Mime? I don't know his pinkish color, his palette. Berries are also very important in Pokemon, hmm. and he's a fairy type. 
berry rhymes with fairy. True. Yes. He kind of does look like a bunch of berries smashed together. I would name one berry also. <laughs> I would name what? my Mr. Mime berry. <laughs> I just broke this thing. <laughs> that was uh, well-timed. Okay, well, thank you for your um, your input. Anyway, this slushy, uh, if you can find it at your local 7-Eleven. May I ask a yes. question? I just want to, I just didn't know if this got enough attention when you were describing your experience of drinking this and you said you had a, a straw that kept your mouth a foot away from your slushy. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure everyone really caught that detail because I found it very important. I love to pick the biggest straw when I get the tiniest slushy. It's I, the best. I don't think I had a choice. Like all of the straws were the same well, size. Well, my other question though is I know that 7-Eleven's doing decorative Detective Pikachu straws. Did you see those? What is a decorative Pikachu straw? They have like straws and then it comes with like a little thing attached to it. Like a Pikachu, I think Psyduck, maybe Mr. Like Mime. Like a straw holder? Like Yeah, like a little decoration on the straw. I will say that in Ashley's defense, that 7-Eleven is actually bad. <laughs> you said you loved yeah, you it. No, I don't. I don't. I bought, episode. well, you know those, those Frappuccino drinks from Starbucks? Mm -hmm. I bought one there that was expired. <gasps> and I opened it and I was like, oh, it's curdled and I, was, no! I took it back like a block I was like a block away and I was like hey ew and all of the, he like looked at that row of drinks and they were all expired and I was like this place is gross did they give you your money back yes my 250 but Good. they couldn't get she couldn't get another one though. I'm thinking about that horrible yeah it, it wasn't great basically I, I went in as I did my business as quickly as possible, which was the the transaction of the Slurpee, not the going to the bathroom. So that's what people say. Do your business, you know? Anyway, so it's my show. <laughs> I'm sorry. We had a, a, a large double chocolate chip cookie before this mm -hmm. episode disclaimer. That's why we are out of control. Mm -hmm. But you know what? We're in control. I'm in control. It's me. It's Chelsea. Now you have the floor, the spotlight, <laughs> the control. Are you sure? Your co-dictator. You played, actually related to this whole theme, Reigns Her Majesty. Please tell us that is a mobile game, yes? It is a mobile game. It is also, I believe, on Switch as a, but have either of you played this game? No. No, but I've, I've like read about it a yeah, lot. So I've it's, it's it. also written by Lee Alexander, former games journalist, now games writer. Oh. She's rad. Um, so this game, you are a queen in a like in some kind of country. And you make decisions based on like swiping cards. And you can basically make a yes, kind of like a one or two decisions. And it's like almost like swiping on tender. You can go left or right and each corner has a different decision. Hmm. So you have there's four meters in the game. There is like power, mm -hmm. there's the church, there's like people's love, and then there's money. And if you get either the meter is like to the fullest or to the bottom. Uh, you're this is how you you're like oh I'm gonna make all the decisions that I want to make and it's gonna be like my country. No, if you either max out or empty one of those meters, you die. What? You die. And it has like different scenarios for you dying. So wait, even if you ma may I may I ask a question? <laughs> if I Listen, this is the bit of the episode I'm playing along. So um, if you max out even something like positive, like oh, love, yeah. you'll so, die. So like citizens love, you get this thing where it's like, oh, 
a crowd of onlookers is at the gates screaming your name, queen. Why don't you go see them? And when you're about to die, you have both of the corners of the card just say, what? <gasps> <laughs> and so they're like, your body was torn rim f- limb from limb because the people loved you too much. Oh, wow. That's amazing. That's I want to die that That's very mother way. vibes. It's super mother. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, but the, the game actually has an overarching theme, and I won't spoil it entirely, but it, it, it becomes like kind of a cultish, like, like there is basically like deities in this land who are like, yeah, you're going to become the forever queen. So that's why you're inhabiting all these different queens. Because when you die, you become the next queen and you make her decisions and try to keep her alive. So there's overarching goals that you want to do. Like there's different things. When you meet new people, they unlock a new deck and you meet all these little characters and they have like weird decisions. It's like, oh, do you want to take a lover of these side people? (laughs) Usually in the lovers are, uh, you can pick women or men. Oh, that's nice. It's really, it's like super just like whatever you want. There's a very rad character who is uh, like a super strong woman from a northern land. And she's like. To, will also teach you how to shoot a gun, which is cool. I have a question. So when the queen dies, like, are you still, do you become a new queen of the same Of the land? same land when you're married to the same king. So they remember, like, the queen who died. Like, she's still part of the canon. Yeah, but they never they never bring her up, but they, they show you this, like, <laughs> in memoriam card that's like, oh. Emily was, they'll sing songs of her name for a long time mm-hmm. or like they'll never talk of her mysterious death again things like that oh my god so it's like kind of dark and cool and there's so overall like there's an overarching theme there's ways you can win the game by like collecting different artifacts and you collect things and you can actually use them to get yourselves in and out like you get a perfume bottle so you can use it to like fi- like get someone to be attracted to you or also stop some like if you spray it at the king when he's about to uh, kill you He's like, oh, I forgot how lovely you are. Or things oh, like that. Yeah, yeah. Not as mace. No. Okay. No, no. He's just like, oh, that that the royal fragrance reminds Beautiful. me of who you are. So it's like a very cute game that you can play breezily, but there's a lot going on under the hood, and I really liked it. And there's two. There's a Game of Thrones one, which I haven't started playing really, but you get to play as a bunch of different characters. Like you start the game as Daenerys. Uh, after It's like basically set after... Uh, the series ends and she has like won the throne in theory. Oh. Yeah. How long is each, you know, round, so to speak? Like, or is it unpredictable? It's unpredictable because a couple times I died like right away. So every huh. every decision is like a year almost. It, but it's so you could do the around in two minutes or ten minutes. Whoa. But it's really quick. And huh. I played this when I was sick and I was like maybe I played it for three Three hours total, three and a half. It was something also I, once I started and understood the mechanics because it doesn't really explain. You figure out a lot on your own. I was like, oh, I'm going to restart this and play it better. Mm. I feel like that's such a good approach that I, I really appreciate a lot sometimes of like letting you figure that out and then kind of having that dawning realization. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's it's a very clever way to get people to replay your game. I think especially with a game that sounds like it has a lot of different endings and different like twists that can happen. Yeah. Yeah. I given time. And I love a game that has kind of like even though it's a short run, you have consistent achievements that you're always trying to hit. Oh. And so okay. it's like unlock the tower, these these story things, but it doesn't matter which queen you can do them. Also, for you both, there's an astrology element where you can only do certain things under certain signs that you're born oh. on. Oh. oh. And it was, and 
as I've said on many times of the show that I'm an astrology newbie, it was like, you have to do something under a fire sign. I'm like, which one is that? <laughs> also, uh, if I recall correctly, the art style is really nice. The art style is super cute. It's very pixelated, but in a very charming way. Yeah. Yeah. And I played it on my iPad originally, but it also works really well on a phone. Like, because actually I will pull it up and show you, you can basically have the whole thing kind of just be like almost like tender. Mm-hmm. So you're swiping back and forth. Freaking love that game. I really like love that. Tinder. <laughs> the Tinder game. I don't know that it kind of takes advantage of that platform. It really keeps that in mind of like how much easier, like what feels natural to you yeah. on a phone, which is swiping back and forth. Yeah, with one hand. Right, it's so like, like you pretty one-handed. S- you're yeah. swiping back and forth here uh-huh. with this one. From and that's, the center. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's really nice. Thank you, Chelsea. Yes, I recommend. Seriously, also it's uh, it's published by Devolver, whose games we like a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I recommend. I think on mobile you can buy The First Reigns as well as Her Majesty for a combo on iOS. And it was like $4. Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> games are $4, y'all, on the phone. It's crazy. Well, I think we got paid this week, which means I'll probably at least get $3. So I can buy one of those. <laughs> that's a joke. That's a joke. How much money I make. (laughs) Well. Yeah, well, you're spending it all on avocado toast, you damn millennial. I don't know. Buying a house. You're buying a house? Mm -hmm. Well, did you buy um, this next game you're going to talk about, which is... Baba's You. Yes. I did not buy it. (laughs) But I I have it. Well, I have. Um, I own it. (laughs) It's a... It's it's a... a, that game is So a this game. is a puzzle game on Switch. I want to play it. Mm. It's a lot of, well, I was about to say fun. That is a relative term. Um, yeah, I played it first for the first time at GDC last year. It's been kicking around for a while. It was nominated for the Independent Games Awards last year. And it finally came out on Switch, I believe. Maybe it's also on PC. I'm not sure. But it's on Switch. That's where I'm playing it. And you are a little... I don't know what kind of animal Baba is, if anything. He looks kind of like a rabbit. He looks like a sheep to me. Yeah, like some little white animal thing named Baba. And the game is basically sort of grid-based. It's just, you know, uh, 2D. And Baba can move around this grid, and he's supposed to basically meet a win condition. And the way that these things are established is there are blocks that have words on them, so it will be... Baba, and then is as the connector, and then you. And you can move those individual blocks around. So you can move Baba to another set of blocks that might be there, like rock is push. That's one that shows up a lot. And you can move Baba to be Baba is push. So you can basically move these blocks around to help you achieve the goal, which is to get this flag. It's basically like a capture the flag thing. Um, So the way to do that is like, there's a flag on the actual map. You move things around and then you hopefully can make it to the flag. But each level gets increasingly complicated because there's more different things that you can move around, like more sort of proofs or commands. Um, and then there are additional like blocks, as in walls. There's a lot of freaking walls and skulls that are always death. A lot of freaking skulls. Um, but it's really smart. And I like the review that Chris Plant wrote for Polygon back when the game came out, I think in March or February, I think it was March, um, where he said it's basically you have to not think about anything you know about video games. Like you essentially have to sort of unlearn what you know about winning games to do this game. 
Because a lot of the time when I'm like playing a puzzle in this game, I'm like, oh, how do I move around to get this flag? But you can do something as stupid as like if there's the flag block there, you can move the flag and like make it so flag is you or something and then move it closer to you or whatever. Um, there's just silly ways to move the different words around to create new combinations that you would normally not think about, uh, which is cool. Like you can be Baba is rock and crab and push, like just lots mm -hmm. of different so wait, the, combos. So the, the words on the screen help the puzzle solving? Yeah, yeah. so the words on the screen are like, every time you start a level, they're almost like little rule presets, right? And the the objective is, I mean, it actually stretches and warps what your objective really is. Like, so you do have one, right? But you can change it so that it's like, you have to break the rules to win. So yeah, like Allegra said, like sometimes if, um, like wall is block or something like that. I don't really remember if that, but that's an example. Yeah, right? wall is stop. Is like one, yeah, yeah, wall is stop, and then you know that's like preventing you. And I think like you know, there's a moment where you're like, ugh, like how do I get out of here? And uh, you know, I find that I'm trying to overcomplicate it when in fact, like, if you move around a word right so that wall is no longer stop. You just walk out of bounds or like sometimes it won't even establish like wall is stop at the beginning of a level. But because you automatically assume, right, because of all of your habits and like every game you played, you like stay in the confines. And then I feel like, yeah, what I was the playing fuck? It, yeah, it on a train and I saw like it wasn't there. And I was like, well, can I just walk around? And like you can. Yeah, that's the thing. And like there are so many different ways to get to your objective. Um, but it does like. It's tough because I always am inclined to think that there is one big solution. And, you know, most of the time, especially in the beginning, there usually is. But I think as you go on, it really tests you. And then, like, Allegri, I mean, you were talking about how, oh, God, so many walls. And then it just became, like, after a while, I mean, I'm still stuck in it. Mm -hmm. Where, like, I just cannot see how I can do it. And mm -hmm. it's very much a game that... It is fun to play if you're traveling, but man, if you're like on a plane or something, watch a movie first and then go back to something that was troubling you because that did help me. But it, it does like sometimes make you feel stupid mm -hmm. or there are like a lot of extra things going on that like. Sometimes you don't even need to worry about that. But it looks like, oh, well, don't I have to do a thing with this thing? No, you don't always have to. Yeah, like sometimes there's blocks that have like a word on it. Turns out you don't even need to touch that. Whatever, it doesn't yeah. matter. Ignore that. The level I'm stuck on right now, oh God, I hate wall is stop. Because the other mm -hmm. thing is because it's grid based. Like if you're, if the blocks are against a wall, like parallel to the wall and touching it, you can't move it because you can't get around it. So you can really just move it up and down. And it's really hard. Like you can't push a block out of the way to put a new word there half the time. So right now I have that in a level where automatically it says wall is stop against a corner, like against the edge of, a, of the map. So the walls are just up. I can't do anything. And the flag I need is outside of the walls. I'm like, bench, how the freak am I supposed to do this? How am I supposed to do this? And so I keep just moving everything around and just becoming different things. Like you can make it so Baba is crab now. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm a crab. Doesn't matter. Doesn't freaking help me. Actually, now that I think about it, maybe it does. <laughs> but yeah, so it's so, 
<laughs> it's, yeah, it's so interesting because like it's not a game that needs a lot of visual polish either. Like a lot of it looks like it was made in Microsoft Paint, mm-hmm. you know. And like that's also its charm, though, in a way. Like it's kind of nice. Um, I don't know, and it fits it really well. So it's a very unique game even though like oh man Allegra I think I'm stuck where you are because and I just am st- I just refuse to look it up even though with games like this like sometimes it's okay to do that but you're like but isn't this the point it's a puzzle game yeah I have to figure it out. like you're su- like that's what I keep thinking like I should be able to do this with everything that is available to me mm-hmm. what do I need to do what I need to do is throw my switch into the freaking mm-hmm. garbage can at this point because fuck those skulls. Yeah. Fuck that wall. I hate walls so, so much. God, the walls. I hate the walls. I don't know how to get out. It's Can you so just annoying. move the is and separate? No, you can't because it's against the wall and you can't push it away yeah. so that you can replace something. It, it, it like does a great job at I think like making you feel really clever and then you get and then you advance and you're like, oh, yeah, I got this. Mm-hmm. I solved that last one. I can't believe I got that. That's amazing. And you get there and it just kicks your ass. Mm-hmm. It's like, nope, we're gonna make this really, really hard for you and it's gonna take a lot longer than you thought. So I do highly um, recommend it if you're looking for a challenge. Mm-hmm. Oh, I feel I really want to play this with you, Sean. Oh, I think yeah. this would be a very fun thing. It definitely seems like a game that would be better with people. <laughs> I really yeah. like it, but I get so mad at myself. Same. Yeah. So we should actually play it together yeah, and should. get mad together. <laughs> Literally, we might we, figure it out. I don't know because we're both equally stuck. It's true. It's very true. This sounds so um, great, though. Yeah, no, definitely check it out. It, I have it on Switch. I haven't touched it since her train ride back from PAX because oh. I was like, I don't want to be stressed out. I want to relax. <laughs> and I thought I would relax with this cute Baba, but no. instead it like I just kept dying. Mm. Um, but Wait, yes. you can die? Uh, oh, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, oh, yeah. Yes. What? Now explain. But you can restart very quickly. Because and you can undo, which yeah. is great. Because like sometimes a- there's commands like skull is death. That's a really common one where, oh. like, you'll run into a skull. They have little skulls. Or sometimes it's like they have sink as one. So in mm-hmm. this level, they have star is sink. So if you run over this star, if you don't fix it, like, you'll sink into the ground. Ugh. Yeah. <sighs> but, yes, it automatically, like, tells Yeah, you it gives it. you the option. So if you do happen to die, like, unfortunately, I couldn't do, like, uh, you is flag like that just yeah. doesn't allow, but so like that'll kill you essentially. And so like you have an option to either um, once you're dead, just start over from the beginning or like there's like a button you could just do undo and you can just like rewind as much as you want. Oh, cool. Okay. So it does make it manageable. It's just, can you fucking figure it out? <laughs> I loved it. I, I That was like a whole twist though of dying in a puzzle game. I love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So next up we have on a related note, but much more positive, uh, Chelsea and Allegra, both of you have watched the episode of Queer Eye that features a gamer. Mm-hmm. And both of you said it, it was very, very wonderful and uplifting, and I would love to hear about it because I did not see it. Uh, well, Chelsea, I think you watched it more recently. I've actually seen it like multiple times because I keep falling asleep during the show and waking <sighs> so up and that episode is Allegra. on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Yes, uh, I, I've been watching it, I guess, over the last couple weeks. I've been watching Queer Eye and it's it's such a nice, positive show to end your fucking 
long days on, right? Long ass, negative ass, horrible days. Um, so this episode was called Sloth to Slay. Um, and it is the seventh episode of this current new season of Queer Eye. Uh, and it's making over Thomas, who's 21, and his sister, is her name like Kristen? I can't remember her sister. Yeah, it's like Christy or... Christy, Kristen, sorry. Oh, I can look it up while you sorry, do this. Sorry, Kristen. I, try, I literally tried to look it up before the show and couldn't find she it She doesn't quickly. exist. Uh, so his older sister lives with him, and it's just like he... Uh, is very introverted, he is a gamer, and he is like kind of put up a lot of walls between himself and is not really working on like any of his social skills. He also like basically lives on tater tots. Just a lot of things that you find very typical in the Queer Eye episode. What I really loved right away is that like I feel like a lot of things you would, if you see like gamer makeover, one, I hate that term, (laughs) but just like kind of people making judgments about his lifestyle or the things that his hobbies Mm. and they seem to like really embrace what he likes so he's really into anime he's huge dork sounds rad sounds like a rad person (laughs) like how you're Mm -hmm. like they don't mock him and then you're like he's a huge dork (laughs) i'm a huge dork i don't find like that to be a derogatory term yeah no it's just charming Uh, i think i think thomas thomas is really charming and so like what they did that was is anyone who has social anxiety probably uh, like could say that this is horrifying? They were like, okay, we took you to an anime club. Ugh. And these are all people that have your interests, and I want you to go talk to them and just make conversation. Yeah. Even like you saying that as an exercise for someone else to do, I, I felt that thick pause <laughs> where I was like, no. Don't make me do it. I don't want to do it. I like know. I feel like I relate to that so hard. I feel like my my therapist equally too is like sorry if I'm oversharing, but not really. We it's all just are some in therapy. It's okay. So, something <laughs> is like simple as like you know next time you like go to a coffee shop and like you know you get your you pay or whatever like try to make like extra eye contact because you know that's like something that I'm like very bad at a lot of the time and so yeah I totally feel that like these people have your interest I think even like my cousin told me that when I was in college she like doesn't your school have like an anime club or like a game club like why don't you go talk to them and I was like oh god I don't know <laughs> sweating, <laughs> sweating intensifies right? so how did how did he deal with that he did, he he? did freak but he also he was great he was so good like he the, I really love the Fab Five because I, I mean, it's an it's only a forty five minute episode. They have to edit out a lot, but I can see that they really like make an effort to help, right? So they like they he was freaking out. He went back and talked to them, and he's like, "No, you got this. They're on the same level as you. Also, they probably have the same anxieties as you. Like, they just want to talk about the same shit you do." And then they and he's like, "The advice was." Talk about something you really like because that makes you happy and people will like glom onto that happiness and they probably like it too. So like that's an instant instant connection point. Uh, and it was good and they talked about stuff that they liked and it was like immediately like seeing people nerd out and it was Aww. so cute. It was really nice actually. Yeah, because I mean, I feel like we've probably all been in anime club situations. Oh man. And yes. honestly, like if you're in a group if you're socially awkward or socially anxious and you're in a group with other people who are socially anxious, which is often the case, it's just I find it to be a breeding ground for just really bad interactions. But this is somehow like a very like healthy and 
like outgoing group of people that they found. So like they, they were they plucked the best from every yeah. club in Kansas City. And they <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because they were very welcoming and friendly and nice, which like this is a very awkward situation, really. Like you're on camera. You don't know this guy. But yeah, it was really sweet. And I think he made some legitimate friends by yeah. the end with them. Yeah. And um, another thing I liked to go back to your point of like they're not being demeaning which I think is just generally true on the show, which is great, is um, he has a lot of online friends. He said he plays, I think, what, WoW? It was probably WoW. Yeah, he said he played WoW. Yeah, and I think they they weren't, like, mocking him for that. Like, he still was able to maintain that part of his life. They weren't saying, like, you need to get off WoW. That's a weird game. Like, yeah, he has friends. They're online. But also he needs some real-life interaction just for his own health. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's nice because I think a lot of the times people can discount, you know, your online life as being valuable. Mm -hmm. But I think they were still like, you can incorporate that, but also like you have people in the real world who want to get to know you too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like encouraging the balance between those both relationships. Also, they took him rock climbing. Oh. And a scene that some people on the internet have found a little more staged because they also do a thing where they make him like build up a fake wall around himself. And oh. then knock that wall down. Oh uh, boy, that was a little much. I like Karamo, but sometimes. Also, I learned Karamo was on the real world. I did not know that. Yeah, he was. Wow. Um, so, but they did take him rock climbing, which is something that he did have anxiety about. But he was like trying to show him like fitness, self care stuff, but also using it as a larger metaphor, which I was like, okay, 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 show. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta do it. I get it. But then Anthony t- showed him how to prepare a very good steak oh that was cute yeah which he made for his sister who i still can't find her name on the internet but that's so nice i I gotta check out that episode it's really nice also i want to learn that brussels sprout technique so mine don't fall apart I freaking love Brussels sprouts. This whole season actually has been really nice. Like, I I do like this show, but I find this season to be the most interesting. I think it has a very diverse crop of people. Yeah, like so many women. Yeah, not just like the straight guy thing that originally was the premise. Like, there's a great episode with the black queer teen. She's so cute. That episode is great. She's like 23, too. I really like that they, they also take a very different approach with like the younger people who are like, you're only early in your life. You have not fucked it up yet. Mm-hmm. Like, we'll just correct the path versus the guy. The last episode was the guy who had kid on the way. Mm-hmm. Right. And his house was a fucking wreck. Mm-hmm. And I think they were firmer with him, which I think he needed because yeah. it was like, dude, there's a baby coming. And he also already had a he had a stepdaughter who was six. And it was just like. Your house can't be a wreck. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's good that they can, like, modulate between the situations of, like, knowing how severe they need to be. Yeah. I think it's, like, it's tough love, and it's it's really nice. And, I mean, everything I've read, they, they create, like, real lasting friendships with everyone they help. They, like, text a lot of the people. Like, uh, Skylar, who is uh, the trans man from, one, from oh, season uh-huh. two. Apparently, like, I read an interview with, with him. I hope that those are the correct pronouns and I'm sorry. Uh, I'm pretty sure he uses he yeah. pronouns. So he said they offered so much support like months after everything, months after the filming and just like all this stuff. And I'm like, damn, that's cool. That's it's, so nice. It yeah. feels like, okay, you guys are actually doing the good that you say you want to do. Yeah, it's not just a one and done kind of mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Good mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. Heartwarming. 
a show I really enjoy falling asleep to. Every, you fall asleep to literally everything. I do. It's true. You also, do. there's a, such a good barbecue episode. Like, also, the ladies are cute, but it really made me want barbecue and want to go to Kansas City. I want all of those things. Um, speaking of nice friends, I had a nice friend time. Yes, that's what I call it now because <laughs> what else do you call it I in Ashley know. Land? I don't know. If you challenge my usage of friend time, you will be executed. So I recently went over um, a friend's house. I haven't seen him in a while. I used to work with him. And it was really nice to like catch up with you know people that you haven't seen in a while. Anyway, he was... They don't have a TV. Instead, he has this dope setup where he has this like really great projector and he just projects all of his games onto the wall. And it's huge. It's like the biggest thing I've ever seen because it's like, you know, the fucking wall. Um, in which, okay, so I, I, I began the night, this is really briefly, but because they were playing Smash Ultimate. I don't, as you know, play Smash. I'm not good at it. I just wanted to play Isabel just because I wanted to see what she could do. That's all. Um, obviously, I always died the first, and I never won a game. But I was kind of amazed at, like, well, one, she, you really have to get up close if you're Isabel, because she's so fucking small, and her range is really small, because she's Isabel. But once she did the, um, the, the fishing hook thing with her rod... Uh, and she like you know caught someone on the thing and like jerked them back. I was like, okay, I know this is supposed to be cute, right? Because it's like Animal Crossing. That's what you do. You fish. Ha ha ha. That's so funny. But no, that's fucking savage. You, can you imagine a fish hook like in your, in your side, uh, and then you turn around? There's this smiling like little yellow bun, like hi, and she just yanks you and just. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. That's just dangerous. Um, I did like her little party favors. Uh, they did nothing against my enemies. I died almost instantly. So that was my experience with Isabel. But then afterwards, we played a different game. We played a game called Crawl, which apparently came out in 2014. And I did not know about this. It sounded kind of familiar. I've never heard of this. Um, I've heard of this for but sure, yeah. It is a like a local multiplayer like dungeon crawler. And so um, we played, let's see, like four of us. And so like one of you is um, like, okay, like three of you are like kind of like these ghosts or spirits, right? And one of you is running around and <laughs> essentially, I, this is the best that I can describe it, is that like the three, the other three who are spirits, like if there are um, kind of these like markings down there, like you can sort of summon monsters and like, the, the three of you, like, I think before you play, can choose, like, which uh, types of monsters, like, you want to summon. So when you do that, like, you can sort of control them and use them. You're, you're trying to kill this guy, all right? And once you, you kill this guy, one of the person who lands the killing blow, like, their humanity is, like, restored and they become that person. And then the other three then, like, and, you know, there's also, like, you can possess traps in the dungeon and try to, like, you know, get this guy. So anyway, as, as you're doing that, and you're like the the human or whatever. It's sort of this race of like, how long can you stay like that? And as you do, you know, you learn like, you earn loot. And so you can go and like upgrade your things and whatever. Upgrade so, your man. Upgrade. <laughs> so you can get like get better weapons and all of this stuff. But like, it's, I mean, 
it was really intense because I wasn't totally sure what was going on. But this game is a ton of fun in that, like, especially there's such a rotating thing of like three against one where like you're running around everybody and like everybody is trying to summon monsters to kill you. And like um, my friend Fernando was the person like the guy with the sword who's like running around trying to kill us. And then. I'm the only monster that was alive left for me personally. I can't really describe it. It kind of looked like if you know what a, like an Ochu is from Final Fantasy, like a big, like weird, slimy tentacle monster. But it wasn't even. It was just like this massive, like slimy fart. And so every time I, so he moved really slowly. And every time he moved, he'd do a. Ew. Noise. And then, like, so we're all trying to kill him. And then I think Fernando is killed off, like, Zach and and my friend Paul. And I'm the only one alive. And you can just hear this. And he's going, he can only move in, like, straight lines, like, short ones. And he has, like, very limited range of motion. And Fernando's like, who, who is that? Who's farting? Who's still alive? He's like, Ashley, is that you? And the thing is, like, the only thing I could do is just run into him. I couldn't attack him, so I would just run him over and he would like, <laughs> and he'd be like, stop slamming into me! Oh and then, then I became the one, and then I was like, yay, I'm the one! Yay. But um, it is a ton of fun. It's very fun. It's uh, There were weird monsters, so like in between, like you have a select amount of wrath points, and you can use them to like upgrade your monsters, your demons, basically. Um, and yeah, that was really fun because when you go into the shop, you buy your weapons. The other three are still ghosts, but this is like a non-combat area. I think this is just purely there so you can just have fun. But behind you, like each like little ghost demon, there's like this little cloud or whatever, and we just called it farts. And so, <laughs> what as as like whoever is trying to like make a purchase at this weapon store, they're like trying to read what the perks are. Everyone's just flying over the text, going like, whoa. I'm farting over this. You can't read this. And I'm just like, Jesus, we're all like 10 years old. He's like, stop, I can't read. And we're like, ooh. And then I think once I went to check my phone and I hear Paul go like, hey, who's that farting? Who's the one in the corner? Hey. It's like, sorry, sorry, that's me. <laughs> okay, I'm looking at this, the graphics on this and I can see how it also is very unclear because it's kind of that like D, what is like, I don't know a word for it, but that like kind of like, proto 8-bit style. Yeah, like the sword and sorcery yeah, style. Yeah, exactly. Like kind of pixelated. Someone has got to come up with a term for that because like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like that kind of pixelated. Yeah. So it was pretty fun. I've definitely heard of this game before. I think Jeff Ramos is a big fan and he's talked to me about it. But it seems like one of those games I need to play. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a game that you'll understand once you start playing. Yeah. And it becomes like... The best was when all of my monsters were dead and I could only control a crossbow that shoots in two directions every five seconds. So I really had to time it. If he was like running around the map, he had full analog control. And I just was like, Yes, I got him once. Pew. It's like one out of 20 hit him. Yeah. Oh my God. It was Jesus. pretty pathetic. That sounds so silly though. Like, Ma I love maximum silly multiplayer. Yeah. What console is this? Switch? Uh, yeah, I could play it on Switch. It's been out on Steam for a while, too. Mm -hmm. um, well, that's our show for this week. Thank you so much for listening to Ashley's Dictatorship Show.
If you have any questions for Polygon Show or Ashley's Dictatorship Show, please email polygonshow at polygon.com. Um, we we'll would get also, that changed for you. We would, yes, ashley at ashley.com. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. Uh, if you would like to tell a friend about our show or leave a review, we would appreciate it very much. Or follow us on at Polygon Show on Twitter. Yeah. New episodes every Friday. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. Right? No talking. <laughs> this is my show. Sorry. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you all. Bye. Bye. Bye.